Footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. This is Nick Kurita, your host, and today I'm very happy to be with you again, and thank you for tuning in with us. Last week we had some guests from uh, PNG, but today I've got another special guest a bit more far away from Netherlands, and I would like to say welcome to Peter. Thank you. Peter, I'm very happy to have you with us today and to be able to share a bit of your uh, walk with Jesus. Now, I can see that you speak quite well uh, English and um, we'll come back to that to find out why you're speaking so well. Uh, but first of all, I would like to know about yourself, where you grew up, what's your background. And after that, we'll, we may come to know you more and more. Okay. I was born in a small town in Holland, number eight of a family of nine. And it was during the Second World War. There was uh, a very poor family and there was very little food, very little clothes, but there was a lot of faith in our family. We were Dutch reformed, as was the whole town. So I grew up in a family that knew Christ. And by the time I was uh, 14, I knew almost all of Scripture, which I'm still thankful for, for my parents that they taught me. But then I decided to go to, to sea and become a sailor, like my brothers, like my father had been. And I thought I could leave my faith behind, but that was easier said than done. Mm. My parents had taught me to pray morning and night for every meal. So I kept doing that, but that was really meaningless. I uttered the words, but there was nothing in my that resonated with God. My mother had put a little Bible in my suitcase when I went to see, and I tried to read it, and the first book I tried to read was Revelation. I shouldn't have done that. I was just thinking, what a choice. <laughs> yeah. It was all about big beasts and snakes and dragons. Now, I didn't understand it, so I stopped after a while. Then I went back ashore, took a factory job because I didn't have any education. And by the time I was 19, I was called up for a service, a military service. And then I got a uh, gun in my hand and was taught to shoot at uh, dummies, make believe that they were people. And then I remember all the words my mom and dad had told me, thou shalt not kill. Mm. So I wrote a letter to the minister that I wanted to do public service instead of military service. But then the officer I was under, he said, well, if you don't want to kill because it says so in the Ten Commandments, you should also keep the Fourth Commandment. He wasn't a Christian, but he thought he had, he had me there. At that time, my mom was attending Seventh-day Adventist church, and she didn't know the change of heart I had. 
Then one day I was, I had been out with my friends, had uh, some beers and went to the movies and I went down on my knees to utter the words I had learned. And then all of a sudden it seemed that God told me, stop that silly prayer because you're not a Christian. We have no relation. Why are you talking to me? Hmm. And then in that moment I decided to become a Christian, become a Seventh-day Adventist because my mom was. That was the only reason. I didn't know what she believed exactly, but I saw the difference between her and my dad. Mm -hmm. He was Dutch Reformed still. And in my mind, what I knew about the Bible was Dutch Reformed, but it didn't resonate with me at all. So next Sabbath, I went with my mom to her church. And the difference was extreme. On Sunday, there was no traffic on the roads in the town. And thousands of people clogged the roads on their way to church. And the bells were ringing. And there was a holy feeling in the whole of the town. Then on Sabbath, I went with my mom to a little wooden structure. And there were about 20 people. There was no feeling of holiness. There was just, I had to get used to that very much. Mm. It was by choice you were there, not because the whole town went, but you, you had to go there by choice. Was I converted? I was baptized. I didn't get any Bible studies from our minister because um, he didn't have the time or didn't find the time. So I was really a Dutch Reformed boy who was baptized in the Adventist church. Mm-hmm. I tried to live a Christian life. I thought it was easy, Ten Commandments, what is to be difficult. But the more I tried to live as a Christian, the more difficult it came, the more I saw that I couldn't. And the next 17 years were horrible. I tried to live a sinless life on this side of eternity and tried to do it by my own power. Mm. And I failed, and I failed again, Mm. and I failed a thousand times. I got married, and we decided after a few years to move to Australia. And that explains uh, where you got this... The fluency in the, the language. The fluency in the language, yes. Even though I don't think I'm quite fluent. <laughs> When we were here, we moved around, and after a while, we got to know people in Armidale, where we lived at that time. And we went to a Bible study group of the church. And they were talking about that we were saved by grace alone. And that alone, that did sound very strange in my ears. You can't be saved by grace alone, I thought. You had to work because there are commandments you have to keep. You have to pay your tithe. You have to do this. You have to keep Sabbath. And two years it took me to understand what they were saying. I just didn't get it. Mm. You can't be saved by faith alone. Till one day we were studying the book of Romans. 
it occurred to me that I couldn't be saved at all the way I was, the way I thought, the way I acted, if it wasn't for the grace of God alone. I couldn't add any to it. Did I feel happy? I felt a bit cheated. All these 17 years, I tried to be a good boy, and now I could be saved by faith alone, Hmm. by what God did in Christ for me. It took a while for me to appreciate that. And as I grew older, I was like a drunken sailor. He goes falls or to the left or to the right. Sometimes I still think we should do some work together, and other times I'm convinced I'm saved by Christ alone and what he does. And I think as long as I'm on this side of eternity, that will be the fight for me. I don't know about other people, but for me, that's a big fight to leave it all in the hands of God, to be certain that I'm saved now and here, and I can't be lost, not because of my sins, not because of my stupidities. But it's a hard fight. That's the part I think that uh, has to do with my faith. At that time, when we went back to Holland, I decided to get an education, Mm. so I did my high school. Then I went to uh, school for uh, naturopathy, and I started to practice. And within a month, I had a roaring practice. And I can't say that was because that I was better or more suited to it than other people. I think it was a blessing from God First, he gave me a marvelous woman, and now he gave me a practice in which I could preach the word. I could mean something for people. After a few years, when the practice grew and grew, at a certain time I had seven other persons working for me. I decided it was time to moved to something else. So we bought an old hospital and uh, turned that around to a center of naturopathy. We had people in who came for fastings for a week, a a week-long fasting with all kinds of treatment. And I could do far more for people than just in a practice. In Mm -hmm. a practice, you ask what they have and then give them some advice, give them some homeopathic remedies or diets, but when you have them a week apart, you can change them around. I uh, mostly gave them uh, religious books to read, and uh, a lot of these people became friends. Some converted and joined the church, and I think that is more of a payment than the money they handed over to me. Mm. A lot of these people send their children and their grandchildren and their parents and their grandparents, so whole families you've got to know. 
I think it has been a, a great blessing of the Lord to lead me on this way. Now I'm 75. When I look back, it were not my decisions to make. It was the hand of God. Mm-hmm. When I was 14 and I thought I had left the Lord behind, I can see that he didn't leave me behind. Jonah escaped to see, to go away from the face of the Lord. And I feel I've, I have that experience too. Try, went to see to get away from the Lord. But he didn't let me go. Hmm. His hands was always over me. And now when I'm looking back, I think, what a marvelous God we have. And I hope that the listeners agree with me when I hear that story of a poor boy from Holland Mm. who became fairly successful in the work he did. And I think every day, any day spent without the Lord is a lost day. Mm. You are listening to In the Footsteps of Jesus, talking to Peter, our guest coming from Holland and sharing with us his walk with Jesus. Right now, we'd like to take a short break, but please don't go anywhere because we'll come back to find a little bit more about Peter and to to conclude for our uh, program. This program is mainly designed for each one of us to share our walk with Jesus. And I will encourage each one of you to consider that. And if you like to share your story, please don't hesitate. Contact us and we'll be more than happy to have you with us. Right now, a song called uh, The Book with Harmony Quartet. Life is like a game and a nice guy's finish last They know attention to rules, they were made for fools To get ahead you're gonna be real fast But the big letdown is bound to come When you can't find peace of mind Not the kind of peace that this old world gives They need peace of a different kind God made the rules and he wrote them all down And he gave them to all mankind You can live your way but soon or later you pay If you try living over the line There are a lot of good books that'll make you anything From a lawyer to a gourmet cook But my friend I wanna tell that when all else fails Why don't you try reading God's book? That we face in this life That's not covered in this blessed true book And telling how we should live And how to win in the end We just all to take a time to look Why suffer the pain Mistakes will bring When you try to play the game you wait Whenever there's a doubt Check the rule book out You need to see what it has to say God made the rules And he wrote them all down And he gave them to all mankind You can live your way But sooner or later you pay If you try living over the line There are a lot of good books That will make you anything From a lawyer to a gourmet cook But my friend I want to tell That when all else fails Why don't you try reading God's book But my friend I want to tell That when all else fails Why 
that you will take time to read that great book that was with the uh, harmony quartet uh, we are back uh, in the footsteps of jesus with uh, peter westain and peter is visiting us from holland he's spending some time with us here in adelaide and he will uh, travel around australia a bit as you already learned that he spent quite some time in uh, australia in his uh, early uh, days and um, he's uh, sharing with us uh, how he got to know Jesus. Even he was born in a Christian home with values, and uh, uh, he find out that uh, his experience with God was not that strong. And actually, he was prompted by God over a prayer. Uh, saying, stop praying that because we haven't got a relationship together. And I think that really uh, challenged me. I think you should use a different expression. I felt more that the Lord forced me to make a decision there while I was on my knees and uttering my prayers as I had to before that. I had to make a decision there, either leave the Lord alone with all my silly prayers, or be converted. And the Holy Spirit moved my heart, so I was converted. And I think for the listeners, it might be for you the same. Maybe you have grown up in a Christian house and left the Lord, or don't feel the meaning in your Christian life. I'd say, listen to the Lord, listen to his Holy Spirit, look to Christ, because if I, a sinner, could be saved, then certainly you can. And if you have been in a church and left it all together, or if you haven't been in a church at all and don't know the Lord, I'd advise you, take your Bible, go to the church, listen to people who have a relation with God, and get a relation with God, because that has an eternal value. Anything you can acquire here on earth is only temporarily. One day you will have your life cut short, but if you're a faithful follower of Christ, you know you have an eternal life. It won't stop, and your relation with God won't stop. Mm. It, it grows deeper and more meaningful by the day, and when we are before his throne, we will see him as he has seen us, and it will be marvelous. So, everyone, anyone who hears this, go to the Lord, 
with all your troubles, with all your sin, dirty as you are, he'll accept you mm. as he accepted me. Mm. And uh, Peter, um, as you experience a purpose and uh, a meaningful relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, you didn't stop there, but you are determined even now. After so many years, being involved in church, sharing with other people, I just learned before we come to uh, to the program that uh, you are even talking to a group, you're sharing the good news through the Bible study with a non-denominational group. Yes. Um, what I would like to know about this experience, why do you think it's important for us to share with well, other people? I think if you're a Christian, you can do nothing else but share the good news. We were called to share the good news, but if it, we were never forced to do it. The Lord said, you will be my disciples. Not you have to be, or you must be, but you will be. If you're converted, if you've seen the Lord, if you've listened to his voice, and if the Holy Spirit moves you, you cannot but do that. And when I preach for a non-denominational group, they hear different words, different kind of call. It is not just not sing a nice song and hear some words, but I always call them to conversion, to complete conversion to the Lord, as I did just now. And myself, um, why I would like to, to know a bit more about that, because too many times we can get um, secluded into our own uh, thinking, you know, yes. and uh, that's why so many groups, so many denominations, so many churches, because each one uh, believes, okay, I know the truth, I know the truth, but in rather, I would like to experience what you just said, to learn together, to see what we can learn from the book. Yes. And not to be trapped into our own interpretation or into our own doctrines and yeah. dogmas and uh, stuff like that. Now, probably this uh, is going a little bit too much into the theological uh, approach, but I really enjoyed your uh, story, uh, your experience as uh, a young man who felt that he's uh, walking away from God, that the prayers and, uh, you know, morning, evening, and through the meals uh, become meaningless. Yes. And you come to know God in a personal way. That's and right. that's what we like to deliver through this mm -hmm. program, that each one of us, we need to have a personal relationship with God to question that relationship every day. Every day. Because uh, this is not something which, he, like, you know, that dicton says that one save forever save. No. No. We, we need to grow every day and to be born again, if you like. Daily. Daily. Daily conversion. That's great. Very nice to have you with us, Peter. And um, uh, we thank you, Len, for bringing you here. Uh, Len is uh, one of our speakers to the next program and I would like to extend my uh, good wishes 
to you and to your family as you stay here in uh, Australia, travel around a bit and enjoy uh, the place. Thank you very much. Yeah, you are very welcome. This is our program today and uh, please um, stay with us because next will be Give Me the Bible with Len. Also, I would like to let you know that uh, this program is possible with the help of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which we are so thankful for their support. And uh, we like to extend the invitation again for all our listeners. If you like to share your story, your walk with Jesus, we'll be very happy to hear from you. Now, for those of you who are interstate, and you cannot be with us in the studio, we can also record you over the phone. Then please uh, contact us. Don't be uh, shy and share your wonderful walk with Jesus. That may be helpful to other people who experience similar things in your life. Because I understand that our relationship with God is safe, it's secured. But our walk with Jesus may uh, have ups and downs, and we learn from each other. Our phone numbers will be given to you again, and uh, please contact us. Until next time, Nick Krita would like to wish you keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. <music> 